Hey guys, what's up? Hello and welcome to episode 19 of the Forward Progress Football Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Party, and today we're wrapping up the AFC East with the New York Jets. Let's get right on into it. So, in case you're new here, what we do is we go over each roster position by position and break it down, asking questions, trying to figure out who are each team in the NFL, and today, as I said, we're doing the New York Jets. And this is a team I'm super excited about because they could just be absolute dog water because they're the Jets and something always seems to go wrong, or they have sky-high potential to maybe even make a Bengals-esque jump and make the playoffs this year. So I'm super excited to see how the season unfolds. So we're going to kick things off with the quarterbacks like always, and they have Zach Wilson backed up by Joe Flacco and um, Mike White. Zach Wilson definitely disappointed as a rookie last season. The number two overall pick out of BYU was touted as the next Russell Wilson or even potentially Aaron Rodgers. However, he was far from that. Wilson was inaccurate and slow getting through reads while also playing behind a pretty poor offensive line without that good of receiving options. Pair this with Wilson holding onto the ball for far too long, his average time to throw was third longest out of quarterbacks with 400 dropbacks, only behind scram- scrambling quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts, and that's how you end up with 9 touchdowns to 11 interceptions in his rookie season. While the o- offensive line and receiving options appear to be much improved on paper, can Wilson take strides in his own game and succeed here in year 2? That's going to be the biggest thing to watch out for in this quarterback room. And then with Joe Flacco um, being traded back to the Jets midseason after leaving for Philly in the offseason, he's going to back up again. The Jets, um, he provides us veteran presence in the locker room and is a Super Bowl winning quarterback, but at this point in his career isn't much more than just like a coach and someone who can step in and play if needed. And then Mike White lit the world on fire when he threw for 400 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions in a win over the Bengals last season. While he definitely was a fun story, that's likely all he will be as he finished the year with 950 yards, five touchdowns, and eight interceptions in four starts, including four picks versus the Bills. So for running backs, the Jets have Brees Hall, Michael Carter, Tevin Coleman, Ty Johnson, and Nick Bowden at fullback. Brees Hall is a really exciting rookie back drafted in the second out of Iowa. At 5'11", 220 with 4'39 speed, Hall has everything you need in a true alpha back with power and breakaway speed. Especially in this outside zone Shanahan offense, he should be a great fit here and I expect him to kind of explode onto the scene. Carter was drafted fourth last year, or in the fourth round last year, and had just short of 1,000 total yards, playing about half of New York's offensive snaps. With Hall in now, Carter will likely be like a relief or third down back. I think he should excel in this role, though, as he had over 300 air yards last season, and has the physical mold of this type of back at 5'8", 200 pounds. Coleman was a nice home run threat, complement to Freeman years ago in Atlanta, but he struggled with injuries with his time in San Francisco. He followed offensive coordinator Matt LaFleur or Mike LaFleur to the Jets and brought 356 yards on 4.2 yards per attempt last season. We'll see how his workload looks this season with Hall brought in though. And then there's Ty Johnson. He got some playing time in a thin Jets room this past season and a half, providing to be a pretty solid third down back with 372 receiving yards last season. 
However, there is a lot of talent in this room now with Hall and Carter added in. So I think his role will probably decrease here. And then Bowden, he hasn't really done much as a fullback during his four seasons, only having one catch last year and being more of like a run blocking type. We know this offense loves to use athletic fullbacks like Juszczyk, so we'll see if Bowden can be that or someone else will fill that role. At wide receiver, the Jets have Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, Braxton Berrios, Denzel Mims, Jeff Smith, Tariq Black, Keyshawn Abraham, Urban Charles, Calvin Johnson Jr., or Calvin Jackson Jr., they wish they had Calvin Johnson, um, DJ Montgomery, and Rodney Adams. So Garrett Wilson is a super exciting addition to this receiving room and can potentially be the piece that puts it all together. Wilson looks like the best true X receiver day one out of this draft as someone who can run any route and create good separation while also winning at the catch point and with the ball in his hands. It's exciting to see what he can do as he should be this team's number one right away. Davis's best role is as a number two, which is disappointing for Tennessee, who drafted him fifth overall, but that's exactly what New York needs him to be. Uh, Davis's best season was A.J. Brown's breakout year, where Davis fell just short of 1,000 yards to go along with five touchdowns. Now that he won't be the number one for this team, um, look for him to take advantage of that and potentially even have a career year. And then more, he had a pretty solid rookie season, playing mostly outside despite being 5'9 and 185. Um, and he racked up over 500 yards and five touchdowns. With the addition of Wilson, I expect more to kick more into the slot so that New York's best three receivers can all see the field at once. We'll see if he can improve from the inside, which I don't really doubt that he can. And then Barrios, he's a really solid slot option with a reliable pair of hands, having only one drop last season. Um, I expect to still see a significant playing time here, despite now being this team's fourth option. And he should probably put up around the same numbers as the last couple of seasons with three to 400 yards and a few touchdowns to go along with it. Mims, he has definitely struggled here in New York with injuries. And then he was also in like the, the doghouse last year after the Jets picked him up in the second round with an impressive senior bowl so showing. Uh, the former second round pick has all the potential to be New York's number two alongside Wilson's for years once Davis's contract expires, but he just needs to put it all together. At 6'3", 215 with 4'3", speed, he has the physical makeup of it. We'll just see if he can get some playing time this season and when he does, what he can do with it. Then Smith has been a backup number five, number six type receiver for a few years now with the Jets putting up about 100 yards a season. Uh, Black, he went undrafted last year, hardly played at all. Montgomery went undrafted back in 2019, hasn't really done so much so far in the league. Then Adams, he was drafted in the fifth round in 2017, but hasn't done anything in the league yet. And then Abraham or Abram, Charles, and Jackson, all UDFAs from this season. At tight end, they have CJ Uzama, Tyler Conklin, Jeremy Ruckert, and Trayvon Wesco. Uzama had a career year last year, finally making his way up the depth chart in Cincinnati and avoiding injuries. He finished the year with just under 500 yards and five touchdowns, adding another 150 yards and a touchdown during their Super Bowl run. As a reliable security blanket for Joe Burrow, he should be able, able to provide that once again here for Wilson. With Irv Smith out last year with injuries for the Vikings, Conklin got the starting nod, and he had a pretty solid season there with about 600 yards and three touchdowns. As the younger option, he could push Uzama for the starting gig or just be a very solid number two, especially if this team starts running more 12 personnel. 
Rucker was more of a blocking specialist at Ohio State, but was also playing with all that incredible talent at receiver. He could be another one of these tight ends who is much better as a pro than in college, but for right now, he is the team's number three. And then Wesco hasn't done too much since being drafted in the fourth back in 2019. The Jets have tried him as both a tight end and H-back, that Kyle Juszczyk role fullback. So we'll see if he starts only playing this H-back role in this um, Shanahan-type offense that they always seem to value, or if he will back bounce back and forth between tight end and H-back. So along the offensive line, the projected starters are George Fant, Lincoln Tomlinson, Connor McGovern, Elijah Vera Tucker, and Mikai Becton, with Connor McDermott, Max Mitchell, Greg Sanat, Chuma Edaga, Parker Ferguson, and Grant Hermans being backup tackles, Drew Samia and Nate Herberg being backup guards, and Dan Feeney and Ross Pierschbacher being backup centers. So Fant, he's steadily improved since coming out as a tight end in college who went undrafted back in 2017. Last season, he kicked over to left tackle when Becton went down with injury in week one and kicked ass there, to be frank. He only gave up 18 pressures all year and has won that left tackle role for the Jets. McDermott, he's been a backup for this past couple of seasons with the Jets, getting some spot starts and definitely looking like a backup in them. The Jets hope that their starters stay healthy so that they won't have to rely on him. Max Mitchell was drafted in the fourth this past season out of Louisiana, where he played exceptional. It wouldn't be crazy to see him earn their starting or earn their swing tackle job in year one and be the backup tackle at both left and right, but you do worry a bit about the jump of competition going from Louisiana to the NFL. Sonat was drafted in the sixth by Baltimore and has bounced around the league a bit, now trying to see if he can stick as a backup for the Jets. After disappointing as a first-round pick for the Lions back in 2015, Tomlinson was traded to the Niners, where he had steady improvement. Now reunited with his old offensive coordinator, we'll see if he can continue to look like a Pro Bowl left guard. Samia was drafted in the sixth by Minnesota back in 2019 and did not look very good for them when given the opportunities. That's why he's a backup now. McGovern has been an all-right center throughout his time with the Broncos and Jets. He right now looks like the weakest link out of this offensive line right now, but but he shouldn't be a liability, which is what you want out of your fifth-best lineman. Feeney disappointed as a third-rounder for the Chargers back in 2017 and didn't play much last year for the Jets, who probably hope that he still won't see the field much for them. And then Pierce Barker hasn't been um, hasn't really done much since being drafted in the fifth round in the Reds, by the Redskins back in 2019. Elijah Vera Tucker was pretty solid as a rookie guard last year and hopefully can keep that up and keep developing, now switching over from left guard to right guard. Herbig, uh, he had a couple spot starts for the Eagles these past couple seasons after going undrafted in 2019. He should be a pretty solid backup piece to have as he does have solid experience while being pretty young. Uh, Mackay Becton is a crazy athlete despite being 6'7", 369 pounds, and as a rookie in 2020, he only surrendered 24 pressures while being a beast against the run. He missed most of last year due to a knee injury and is likely switching over to right tackle with Fant looking so good at left tackle. Um, we'll see if he can provide good returns there as the 11th overall pick a couple seasons ago. Chuma Adaga is a backup swing tackle type who is also a pretty undersized guy at only 6'3", 308. And then Ferguson went undrafted out of Air Force last year and didn't play as a rookie 
And same goes with Hermans. He went undrafted out of Purdue last year, but didn't play at all. Along the interior defensive line, the Jets have Quinnen Williams, Sheldon Rankins, Nathan Shepard, Solomon Thomas, Jonathan Marshall, and Tenzel Smart. Williams has been one of the better interior rushers after being drafted number three overall back in 2019. However, just being a good rusher has been kind of disappointing for someone who was drafted so highly. So in year four and now his second year with defensive head coach Robert Salah, can he take a leap and earn a new contract before playing on his fifth year option? Rankin showed steady improvement in his first three years with New Orleans, but definitely struggled uh, with injuries and play over the next couple of years. Last year was Rankin's, uh, one of Rankin's worst performances. We'll see if he's able to bounce back and look more like how he did in the early career, now year two with the Jets. Shepard has been a pretty decent rotational lineman in his first four seasons with the Jets, uh, more of a pass-rushing pass type than a run-defending type. Then Thomas, he was drafted number three overall back in 2017, but he disappointed both at edge and defensive tackle for the Niners. Last year, however, for the Raiders, he played pretty good as almost exclusively a pass rusher. Um, he posted 30 pressures and four sacks, but was an absolute liability against the run. And then Marshall, he played a bit as a rookie in the sixth round last year, but he didn't really show too much. And Smart was drafted by the Rams in the sixth round of 2017, but hasn't really done much with them and is entering year two now with the Jets. For edge defenders, they have Carl Lawson, John Franklin Myers, Jermaine Johnson II, Vinnie Curry, Bryce Huff, Jabari Zuniga, Michael Clemens, and Jacob Martins. So Lawson has been an excellent pass rusher when he's healthy, but has definitely struggled with injuries almost every year. After four up and down years with the Bengals, he signed here with the Jets and tore his Achilles in practice before the season even started. If he can stay healthy, he's going to be this team's best edge rushers, likely seeing mostly passing uh, downs as his durability is a question mark to say the least. Uh, John Franklin Myers, he's a great player with the inside-outside flexibility. Last season, he did play mostly edge due to Lawson's injury and the lack of edge talent in this locker room. However, with uh, Lawson back and Johnson being drafted in the first, he'll likely go back to playing both this hybrid role of edge and interior to get the best pass rushers all on the field at once. He is great against the run from the edge and had 53 pressures and 6 sacks last season with 51-3 and three the season before where he did kick inside more for pass rush downs. Um, Johnson, he was a pretty late breakout in college, but impressed his redshirt senior season at Florida and then killed it in the senior bowl. The Jets hope that he is able to be an every-down player who can win as a pass rusher and a run defender, but has a lot to prove here in the NFL. Curry signed with the Jets last season, but missed all of last year with like a weird blood clot disorder thing. Um, this season, he hopes to make an impact as a rotational pass rusher, but he is going to be 34 this season, so he's getting up there in age and does have medical concerns. Huff went undrafted back in 2020 and started some games for the Jets last year before going on the IR. We'll see how he does this season as he's likely to be just a rotational rusher with all the talent ahead of him on the roster now. Zuniga was drafted in the third round of 2020, but hasn't done too much yet, dealing with injuries and bouncing between the active roster and the practice squad. 
Clemens was drafted in the fourth this year out of Texas A&M and will already be 25 when the season starts. And then Martin started for the Texans last year, posting 38 pressures and four sacks. We'll see if he can carve out a role here and now with the Jets. At linebackers, the Jets have C.J. Mosley, Quincy Williams, Hamsa Nasir Aldean, Jameen Sherwood, Marcel Harris, Delshawn Phillips, D.Q. Thomas, and Javeen White. Mosley was one of the league's best linebackers in Baltimore, good against both the pass and the run, but he got injured his first game as a Jet. After trying to play through that injury in 2019, he was shut down on the IR and then opted out of 2020 due to COVID. Last year, he wasn't the same player, and now turning 30 in just a couple weeks, can he return to form, or is he officially past his prime? Williams struggled with injuries after being drafted in the third round by the Jags in 2019. He was waived after the 2020 season and picked up by the Jets to play alongside his brother, Quinn and Williams. He started last year and showed flashes, but definitely leaves room to improve. Nasir Aldean was drafted in the sixth round last year and started week one and two, but struggled in those starts and then got injured. The converted safety is going to need to step up his game definitely in year two in order to see the field more. Sherwood was a solid run-stuffing linebacker who went in and out of the lineup last year before tearing his Achilles in week seven. As a fifth round pick last year, he has a path to the field in a pretty weak linebacker room. Harris was a rotational weak side linebacker for the Niners for the past four years and after being drafted in the sixth round, never really became anything special for them. Um, Phillips, he went undrafted a few seasons ago, getting on the field for 161 last snaps last year, but didn't really show too much there. Uh, Thomas is an undrafted free agent this season, and White, he hasn't really done anything since being undrafted back in 2020. It'll be really interesting to see who gets playing time here, as Mosley seems to be the only starter with his spot secured. At cornerback, they have Ahmad Gardner, DJ Reed Jr., Bryce Hall, Michael Carter II, Brandon Eccles, Justin Hardy, and Isaiah Dunn. So Ahmad Gardner, or Sauce as a lot of people call him, was an amazing lockdown corner in Cincinnati, playing a lot of press and being trusted to be left on an island. And he didn't allow a touchdown in his whole college career. A lot of corners struggle in their rookie seasons, but every once in a while they hit the ground running. So let's see if Sauce can be the latter. Reed excelled at outside corner for Seattle despite being only 5'9". It'll be interesting to see how he plays now with the Jets and if they keep him outside. There'll be a chance that he'll be kicked inside due to the other players on this roster, and if he does, can he still be great there? Bryce Hall looked really promising in college until an injury derailed his senior season. He ended up slipping to the fifth and became, became a starter for the Jets halfway through his rookie season. He looked even better year two, but still gave up 600 yards and six touchdowns. However, he was playing against number one receivers as he was the Jets' best corner last year. Now, without that pressure, we'll see how he can do in year three. Um, Carter II was drafted in the fifth last year, one round after Carter, the running back, which is kind of funny, um, and started as the team slot. However, he wasn't that impressive as a rookie, so he'll probably be a depth piece this year. Then equals, he was a speedy corner drafted in the sixth last year who started almost every game for the Jets as a rookie, which speaks to how bad this room was. Uh, he wasn't great, but his speed is a tool that will let him keep a roster spot and hopefully um, is a nice baseline where he can improve off of. Then Hardy went undrafted in 2017 and hardly has played so far. And Dunn was an undrafted free agent last year who made a couple spot starts 
uh, due to the injuries on this roster where he looked pretty poor. So at safety, the Jets have LaMarcus Joyner, Jordan Whitehead, Ashton Davis, Elijah Riley, Will Parks, Jason Pinnock, Jovante Mofat, and Kai Nakua. Joyner was one of the best safeties in the leagues with the Rams, but then the Raiders oddly used him at slot cornerback, where he just looked bad. After being cut, the Jets picked him up and moved him back to safety, but he got injured early week one. We'll see if he can return to form after re-signing with the Jets again this season. Whitehead was a solid starter for the Bucks, playing both too high and in the box. Um, he'll likely play more of the strong safety role here with the Jets, so let's see if he can keep looking good with now potentially a worse surrounding unit around him. Davis, he showed improvement from year one to year two, and now that he's slated to be the third um, safety barring injury, will he look, three, look good in year three despite the limited reps? Riley was an undrafted free agent two years ago who began to start for the Jets halfway through last season due to injuries, but will likely be no more than a depth piece this season. Parks was a rotational safety years ago with Denver, but has bounced around practice squad since 2020. He stuck on the Jets roster from last season, so we'll see if he can stay active this season. Pinnock was drafted in the fifth last season, looking pretty decent in limited reps. Mofart, he went undrafted two years ago, hardly played at all yet, and Nakua has bounced around the league since going undrafted in 2017, seeing very few defensive snaps. So, for special teams, the Jets have Greg Zerline and Eddie Pinero at kicker, Braden Mann at punter, and Thomas Hennessy at long snapper. Greg the leg, he's definitely seen a drop in play over the past couple seasons, but has hit over 80% of his kicks with the Cowboys, and he only missed three kicks under 50 yards last year, but also did miss six PATs, which is why they have Eddie Pinero to give him some competition. Man, he missed part of last season due to injuries, but he had a net of 41.6 yards in his second year as a pro, and then Hennessy, he's been on the team since 2017 as their long snapper. So now we get into my season projection. Um, here I'm going to talk about like everything that could go wrong for the Jets, everything that, everything that can go right, their floor wins, their um, ceiling in wins, what the over-under is, and whether or not I think you should bet the over-under and then their biggest strength and biggest weakness. Um, one of the most exciting things about the Jets is they can honestly be anything this year. It all depends on how the coaching and how Zach Wilson plays in year two, because they have all this potential on this roster with a bunch of young pieces who, if everything works well, they can have, as I said earlier, Bengals-esque jump. But this is also the Jets we're talking about, and things tend not to go right for them, and they can just be a bottom feeder once again. So um, some things that can lead to what I think is their floor of a 4-13 and season is they have a brutal stretch to start the season where it wouldn't be out of this world to see them start 0-10, especially if Zach Wilson doesn't take this year two jump and looks pretty bad again. Um, despite upgrading the running back room, it still couldn't be enough to help this offense. Like, running backs sometimes don't matter, you know? Like, that's that's a saying for a reason. Um, Garrett Wilson, he might not be able to step in and be the number one. And so the rest of the depth chart is forced to step up and play 
there ex more is expected of them and they can't produce like that uzama and conklin they look how they have for most of their careers as just like number two number three type tight ends um beckton he struggles with injuries or just overall poor play as he um reportedly is putting on weight and kind of getting in the doghouse um and then the rest of the offensive line is just unable to step up and produce with everything falling apart around him. Defensively, Williams, he still looks pretty good, but not great. And Richardson continues to regress. Lawson gets injured again, and Johnson struggles as a rookie, and the rest of the rotation can't find their footing. Uh, Mosley, he looks pretty bad again, and none of these young guys are able to step up around him at linebacker. Soft struggles, as most rookies do on the outside, and... Reed is forced to play the slot and just doesn't look the same with Hall starting and playing again on the outside but just looking like an all right corner. Um, Jorner, the Raiders just ruined him. He can't regain his pre-Raider form and Whitehead plays well enough but can't really move the needle much as a strong safety. This defense continues to have blown coverages left and right and disappoint despite having such a highly touted defensive mind at head coach. However, a lot of things can go right with this season, and I could see them making the playoffs sneaking in at 10-7. and 7. Um, This is heavily, heavily reliant on Zach Wilson taking a year-two leap, which is possible with all the talent he has. He has the legs, he has the arm. Um, he's shown the accuracy and the processing, just not consistently, and with the upgrade and talent around him, maybe he can be a bit more consistent with that. The running backs are a really nice complement um, to what they do in the past game, and Wilson, he comes in and starts instantly and as an X receiver, pushing everyone else down the steps chart and making the entire room look better. Uzama and Conklin are good, maybe not great, but good enough as a one-two punch at tight end. And this offensive line is much improved with Beckton back healthy and full strength, as well as the addition of Tomlinson. Williams, he takes this year four jump and Richardson finds his early career self again. Um, Lawson, he's able to stay healthy, which is great, and the rotation um, between him, John Franklin Myers, Jermaine Johnson, Vinny Curry, and Bryce Huff, they all look excellent and create consistent pressure while keeping everyone fresh. At linebacker, Mosley starts to look like he did again with the Ravens. I don't think he'll be able to fully bounce back ever, but he looks better than he did last season, as well as one or two other younger guys stepping up to play alongside him. Sauce is able to hit the ground running, and Reed and Hall play well as number two and number three cornerbacks. Jorner, he starts to look like himself again back at free safety, while Whitehead continues to be a good complementary defensive back. So their Vegas under win total, over under win total, is five and a half. And just like many other win totals, this one is kind of like a do you believe in Zach Wilson or not? And I'm going to say yes. With all this talent around him and all the talent he has within him, I believe they're going to see that franchise quarterback that he has the potential to be. I don't think that they will end up making this Bengal-esque jump that I say they potentially can and make the playoffs, but they can realistically be a 6-8 to eight win team and definitely heading in the right direction. Their biggest strength should be their pass rush this season as long as they can stay healthy. They have a great rotation both inside and along the edge, and Lawson, Johnson, and Williams all have the potential to be number one type pass rushers. Almost every, every position group on this roster has the potential to be their biggest strength, other than linebacker, I believe, just because there's so many young pieces and unproven guys that if they can prove themselves, then it's like, wow, this is their biggest strength. But 
I think there's edge group right now, and um, to go along with the interior rushers is the safest group to pick. And as I said, I don't think this linebacker group has a chance to be their biggest strength. In fact, I think it's their biggest weakness. Um, they look rough, man. But luckily, linebackers are typically the least important position on the defense, or at least the easiest to hide. Um, hopefully, they can at least improve upon last year, or maybe with all the improvements around them um, and good defensive coaching, they can mask the weakness. All right, so that's going to do it. This is the now the eighth team we've done here with my Who Are They series. If you're on YouTube, leave a like, comment, subscribe, go tell your friends about it. If you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you might be listening to this, leave a five-star review. That's the only way to help push it out. I really want to start hitting algorithms and spreading this out for more people to see. Um, and yeah, we're going to be kicking things off a new division next week, and I'll see you then.